Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is When Hustle Meets Flow. I am your host, Christy Dole. And today's episode, guys, I just want to have a little chat with all the parents out there. Um, Today's episode is really just going to be about the parents of the pandemic. And I just sort of want to use this platform as a way to sort of get out all the things that I have been experiencing and feeling. And um, I don't really have any great answers yet about how to deal with it all, but I almost just want to have a conversation about how we're in this together and how difficult this is. Um, So with all that said, today is, what is today? Today is August 24th. Um, This podcast probably won't be released for like another week, but we are in the middle of a pandemic and um, without getting too political or making this podcast about, you know, anything in that way, shape or form, I can just tell you that I'm sitting here not feeling confident in the leadership of our country and the leadership to get us out of this mess And so I have been experiencing this pandemic and the way it is affecting our children pretty, pretty deeply. Um, If you guys have been hanging out with me for a while, you know that I'm a big advocate about uh, healing your healing anxiety and healing yourself um, in a way that anxiety, sure, of course, will present itself because that's life, but it's not something that will consume you. And I'm telling you that today, anxiety is something that is very much present in my day-to-day life, more so than it's been in over a decade. Um, I can feel this anxiety regarding the pandemic, the uncertainties, the uncontrollables, how this is going to affect my children. I can literally feel it like this dense kind of cloud, this energy that um, is is separate from me. So I think that's one thing I teach a lot about anxiety is people say, oh, it's my anxiety or I have anxiety. No, this worry, this anxiety that we are all experiencing regarding the pandemic, it's its own thing, guys. It's not part of who we are. It really is its own living, breathing thing that is out there in the consciousness of the world. Um, There's so many things I can say right now about this subject, but so please try to follow along. But I really believe that we are a mirror, right? What we're experiencing is simply a mirror of what we are as a collective. And I don't have the answers. I really don't because I'm still very much in this with you guys. But I do know that coronavirus, this pandemic, the leadership that we have in off, you know, as president right now, the climate of this country, the duality of it all, that just the, the, the uncertainty, the things we can't control, it really all is a mirror reflection of who we have been as a collective. <sighs> now, with all that said, I believe that this is happening 
for me and my family. I have to believe that because number one, that is an idea, a concept that I truly live by just in my day-to-day life is when things are happening that aren't desirable, I, I must choose to look at it in a way like, hey, this is happening for us. It doesn't feel like it right now, but there's some lesson, there's some nugget, there's something that's going on that you know, eventually we're going to be like, oh, wow, you know, thank God that happened because look. So I sort of see this idea of not being able to control things and um, this uncertainty as being here for me. And the more and more I sort of drop into that idea, the more I understand that surrendering and trusting is kind of the big flashing neon sign for me in my life right now. And what's interesting is I don't really think I'm a controlling person. (laughs) I don't really see myself as being one of those like type A, very, you know, controlling type people. For instance, you know, with both my kids, I never found out what we were having. I wanted it to be a surprise. Um, I feel like, you know, if you're in that category of people, you have, you're okay with not knowing everything. And so I consider myself to be in that category of people. Um, However, you know, not knowing um, how this is going to affect my first grader, right? Going into a school where it's like half online, half in person, and then the in-person stuff just feels so sad. Oh my gosh, you know, no toys, no books, no playtime, having to stay six feet apart from her friends. Like this is something that I am just sort of racking my brain. Like what will this be like for her 10 years from now? How will this ultimately impact her and her development? And the thing is, is I don't have the answer. So what comes next is surrender and trust. Just, I must and I, guys, and by the way, I'm not great at doing this, okay? I'm having a really hard time doing this, surrendering and trusting that this is all for her highest good, right? That's kind of what my mantra has been. Uh, last night, or I should say this morning, I woke up at four in the morning and my eyes just opened and it was just this wash of anxiety just washed over me. Um, not knowing, just not knowing, not knowing what's going on, not knowing who her teacher is, not knowing when she's going to school, not knowing what it's going to be like, not knowing if this is going to be this way next year when my little one starts kindergarten, like just so many unknowns. And I start to get wrapped up and like, I don't know this and I don't know that. And, uh, and it starts to make me feel even worse. And then what I realize is, hey, this is all one big trust fall. You guys know I'm talking about those trust falls where somebody stands on a chair with their back to you and there's like a group of people that are waiting and the the trust part is they have to close their eyes and just basically fall backwards and trust that the group of people are going to catch them, right? You guys know I'm talking about. So this is just one big trust fall and it is so hard. It is so, so hard because I am the kind of mother that like 
being a mom and like making sure my kids have an amazing experience in this life means so much to me, as I'm sure all of you are, all of the people that are listening. We all care deeply about our children and all of this uncertainty, all of this unknowing is really, really hard. And so um, I woke up this morning with just you know, panic. And when I have those moments and I'm hoping that this will help you guys too, I, I, I repeat this mantra to myself. And then I remind myself that this is one huge lesson for the collective consciousness in surrender and trust. And my mantra is this, this is all for the highest healing good of my family. This is all for the highest good of my family. It has to be, right? It has to be for you and it has to be for me because why else would this be going on? So over here at our house, we have been kind of keeping it really low key. I'm not, um, I haven't really made any plans or done anything in terms of activities or tutors just because I have been kind of paralyzed in this uncertainty. Uh, for me, it, it makes no sense to spin my wheels and to, you know, plan things and come up with things when I don't really understand. And as of this moment right now, I still don't know when my daughter, you know, is going to be going to school or when she's not. Um, and I realize that my, my children look to me and my husband for like, are things okay? Like, is this okay? And I've got to really start doing a better job of letting her know like, Hey, yeah, this is going to be different, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be more than okay. It's going to be great. Um, but I just wanted to come in here and talk to you guys about kind of the ups and downs of really being a parent during this pandemic. Um, my children are, you know, younger. I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old and my husband and I have been talking to our therapist again about um, unrelated issues, but this came up. And one thing he said that made me feel so good, and this is for all of my parents out there that have kids that are younger, is um, he says that children at this age, four, you know, four, five, six, seven, even eight, um, he says it's, you know, it kind of ends and a new phase begins around that eight year old mark. But he says that right now, children, the, the biggest and most important connection that they have is to their parents. So although it's frustrating for us because like we want our kids to go to school and make friends and we want to have, you know, especially my husband, my husband's working from home now because of COVID. I've always worked from home. So like obviously having that a time to take care of what we need to take care of is important. But if you're looking at it through the lens of your kids, there, this is just awesome for them. <laughs> this is just, it really is. They get to be home they get to be with their parents. If they have siblings, it's just more of that together time that under normal, normal circumstances would be cut because, you know, kindergartners and first graders and second graders, they're off to school, you know, six, seven, eight hours a day. So that was something that he said that made me feel really good. Um, although it's an inconvenience for us at the end of the day, like really looking at my daughter's life from a 10,000 foot view, um, we're just sort of 
elongating and extending out that period of time where kids are really home a lot with their parents. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it could end up being a great thing. So that is something that gives me solace, that makes me feel a little bit better. He did say that the hardest age, but but he did say educationally, this, my, you know, our group of kids are going to have the most challenges and really that can be offset simply by um, the parent and being home and helping the child with, with the schoolwork. So that is something that my husband and I have really decided to um, be more, um, really, really take a step up and be there for her in that way and to help her with her schoolwork and to be engaging. You know, this spring when we had to do it, it was just kind of like, we were just trying to check off boxes to move on with the day. Whereas this year, you know, it's going to be, Hey, right now we've got to look, watch this video. We have to do the schoolwork we've got to. And so that is a big focus that I'm going to be shifting into. So my therapist, our, um, our couples therapist did end up saying that the hardest age group that's dealing with the social aspect of this is really middle and high school. And he says, because those age groups, their main relationship uh, connection is with friends. So that is harder for them Um, academically, probably not as hard as the little ones. So, you know, if you're sitting here listening to this and you have a middle schooler or a high schooler, um, gosh, I see you. I can imagine how hard this is. We are, we are the parents of the pandemic and, you know, God, I never knew in my life I would be going through something like this. I always sort of, you know, this is a very privileged American, um, point of view that I'm going to share with you, but I always saw stuff happening, you know, in the world and just thought, oh, that's happening over there. You know, life here where I am is normal. Everything is normal where we are. And, you know, only stuff like that happens over there, (laughs) which is just such a, um, a privileged, um, you know, very pompous American point of view. I realized this. And so now here I am and it's happening here. It's, it's in my backyard. Um, this idea of, you know, having to let go of, I think the biggest thing that most of us parents, and I'll speak for myself, but also friends that I have that we've had this conversation, but one of the biggest, hardest parts about all of this is grieving what we know our children are missing out on. I think that is really hard. It's hard, but it's also like a blessing because I was talking with a girlfriend about this today. It's like our, you know, my daughter has no idea what first grade is supposed to be like. She doesn't know that there's books and toys and circle time and, and gym. And, you know, she doesn't know any of that. She only knows what we tell her. So although she's definitely going to be missing out on something that I was so looking forward to her having, she only knows what she knows. And really it's me, it's us, it's us as parents that are grieving what we thought our kids would experience. And that has been a very, very hard part of this whole process as well, is just sort of um, accepting that 
things are just going to be different than how we thought they would be. Um, and my gosh, as I say these words out loud, I feel like such a wimp really, because there's mothers across the globe that have had to endure so much more harder things. But I got to be honest with you guys, just because other people are suffering doesn't mean that I can't be suffering too. And I remind myself of this, like, you know, there's always going to be someone that has it worse, but that doesn't mean that what I'm going through isn't hard. And so, you know, if you are somebody who's like, oh man, you know, we should just get over it because, you know, there's worse worse things going on in the world. You know, hear my words when I say, yeah, there are worse things going on in the world, but that doesn't mean that what we're going through isn't hard to. So I think one of the biggest things that I'm sort of reconciling right now is just, you know, releasing the could haves, the should haves, the would haves, and just sort of embracing what is. Um, It's still very hard and it's still, yeah. So the other thing I've kind of realized in this pandemic is just all the different uh, shades of um, shades of parenting that there are out there in terms of, you know, I have a friend who I used to see pretty much every day. My kids would see her kids pretty much every day. And I mean, we haven't seen them in six months. We have not literally uh, spent time with her family, her kids in six months because they are quarantining very hardcore. They've got older people in their family that are, um, under risk and yada, yada. Um, and so, you know, we haven't seen them. Um, we have other friends that, you know, they are only seeing people that live in their neighborhood. And so their kids are playing with other kids, but my kids haven't been able to see their kids because they're only quarantining with people in their neighborhood. And then there's, you know, people like me that, um, I'm, you know, we're, we're taking precautions. We wash our hands, we wear the masks. But, um, when it comes to, you know, friend, my friendships with, for my kids, I'm, I'm doing my best to kind of keep those going. And, and who knows, I could be totally screwing things up. I could be a huge reason why this pandemic is continuing on. I don't think I am, but, um, I've just noticed that there is, you know, there's no right way to do this. There's no wrong way to do this. There's just what you feel comfortable in. And, um, I also just want to, to come in on here and say that this next school year that we come into, I really, I dedicate and, and promise myself to be, um, a parent that just reminds myself that everyone is doing their best as the teachers, the principals, the administrators, the nurses, the parents, the ki- kids, everyone, we are just all trying to figure out how to navigate through this time, this, this time that none of us have ever been through. And I promise to do it and not judge anyone truly. And I really ask that, um, the rest of us, do our best to also not judge because already I'm feeling like a failure. Let's just be honest. I don't have a private tutor set up. I don't, I'm not homeschooling my kid. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the, you know, public school option and see how that translates. I'm nervous about it, but, um, I know that there's a lot of parents that are are doing homeschooling or are putting their kids in private school or are hiring a private tutor. And I think that that's great if you can do that. Um, For us, 
we are again, trust and surrender, trust and surrender. <sighs> so guys, I know this has kind of been 20 minutes of me just sort of rambling off, but um, I just want wanted to say that this has been one of the hardest things that I've had to do as an adult. Um, I can feel actual, I can like legitimately feel the anxiety and the worry and the stress of the pandemic and school. I can almost feel it and sense it like it were its own entity. Like I can literally, it it's like this edge that follows me throughout my day. And guys, let me tell you, I used to suffer from anxiety very badly. I used to have debilitating anxiety, the kind where I wouldn't be able to get up out of my bed. I like lost jobs over it. It, it was bad. And I healed myself through yoga, meditation, um, just really personal growth practices, exercise. That's a huge thing that has helped me with anxiety. And in the last three months, anxiety has been more present in my life than it has in over a decade. And so I know if I'm dealing with it, I'm sure you guys are, but I want you to know that this collective consciousness of this pandemic, it really is its own being. It's its own energy. It's its own entity. Think of it almost just like a, like a dark cloud that's seriously just growing and growing. And, and, and it really is. And I don't know what, what's going to make it go away. I don't know what the big shift is. Um, but there's so much going on that really causes me to stay up at night. And it's the pandemic, it's the election, it's the people in charge. It's trusting that the people in charge actually care about regular people. And I, you know, I just don't. So it's, it's been a lot and, um, you know, things that you can do. This is, these are the top tips I can give you for navigating this pandemic in your own life, in your own family's life. And this podcast was really meant for the parents of the pandemic. Um, the first thing is surrender and trust, because here is the deal, guys. We cannot control anything about this. We, we just can't. We have no idea when the vaccine's coming out. We have no idea what the government's going to do. We have no idea what our school systems are going to do. We just have no control, none. So in times like that, the only choice we have is to surrender and to trust. Remember, it's that trust fall, right? Can you close your eyes, put your hands over your heart and just allow yourself to fall back. Do you trust that, you know, the God that you believe in, the community that you've created, the the world that we exist in, can you trust that it's all happening for you and that at the end of the day this is all going to shake out in a way that is for us? Can you do that, right? And I think that's the biggest biggest lesson that we can all take away. The second piece of advice I have for you guys is to truly come up with a mantra or an affirmation about what your biggest worry is. I think my biggest worry is aside from, you know, how is this going to look this year? Like, what is this going to feel like? Am I going to be able to get any work done? Like, aside from that, my biggest worry is how will this ultimately affect our children? Like, five years from now, 10 years from now, will there be some negative 
symptom, uh, some negative residual outcome because the kids were asked to be six feet apart for a year or two, or because, you know, masks, I don't know, you know, I don't have an answer, but that's something that I worry about. So because that's my biggest worry, maybe your biggest worry is your child academically will fall back. Maybe your biggest worry is that your child socially won't, you know, will be impacted. Maybe your biggest worry is that your kids will get sick, right? Whatever your biggest worry is, my best advice is to make a mantra or an affirmation that offsets it. So my mantra is, this is all working out for the the highest good of my children and my family. Like I just tell myself that all day long. When I start to freak out, I say to myself, you know what? This is all happening for the highest good of my family. That really helps me settle. So come up with a mantra or an affirmation. And then the third thing that I really, really beg you guys to do is to make an agreement with yourself that you're going to do a couple things. One, that you're not going to judge or make another parent's life harder because you don't agree with their choices. Okay, guys, that is the last thing that we need as a consciousness, as a collective, and as parents is to be judging each other. Okay. And then the second thing is to promise yourself that you will always remind yourself that everyone's doing their best. That includes teachers, administrators, principals, the government, right? If we see something that is ultimately and fundamentally wrong, of course, say it. But if you're frustrated with timelines, if you, you know, going on social and posting in groups and, and, you know, just, just complaining to complain, it's not helpful. What we need right now is a collective of people that are supporting one another and offering, you know, offering hands and helping not in judgment. And so I think if we as a collective can come together and make this agreement that this is how we're going to show up for our community, for ourselves and for our families. We have a fighting chance at this, guys. <laughs> we do. Um, so if this was helpful in any way, please share this on your social. Send me a message. Let me know your biggest takeaway. Tag me. Um, my intention for by the end of this year is to more than triple our audience. So please help me do that by sharing this. I hope you guys have a great Uh, day. I hope you all have a great school year. And I am, you know, all of you guys are in my intentions and my prayers. um, And we can do this. As Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things.